Welcome to the Watermark Students Podcast, a podcast for students featuring students where we discuss the everyday issues of teenage life from a Christian perspective. For more information on Watermark Students, check out watermark.org students. And we hope that this episode is helpful to you. is up everyone my name is will mcelroy i am the shoreline men's coordinator and i'm excited to continue the watermark students podcast with another episode and today i'm joined with two others i'm with my co-host hannah spence hey there what's up hannah and then today is our student guest we have campbell hawkins what is up campbell okay campbell tell me what what school do you go to what grade are you in um i go to jg pierce high school and i'm a senior okay and what what do you think you'll do with your life um, I know that I want to be a teacher and okay. get a teaching degree, but I don't know where yet. Um, where you want to teach ideas. or where, where you want to get your degree? Yeah, where I want to go to okay. school. So I'm not totally sure. Maybe OSU. Okay. Maybe like go Pokes. Schools, Arkansas, maybe. Yeah. Okay. But well, we'll see. Yeah, Stay tuned. We'll see. Um, but Okay. We are going to start, usually we, this season we've been doing Keep Your Pastor Relevant, where we've had students come on and teach the pastors here at Watermark the, the current sling. And so we had like our lead pastor on, our teaching pastor on, and they're all they're all old and, and gray and they don't really know the slang, but they have teenage kids. And so we needed to teach them those things. And But Hannah and I, we're young. Pretty relevant. Um, I'm young. <laughs> At least, um, oh, and, <laughs> and um, but but no, we we are relatively relevant, is what I would say. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't think there's a ton of slang that you could necessarily teach us. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to do instead today is we're going to talk about uh, our hot takes, and so we we have several hot takes. All of us do, but I I came up with a hot take. You guys haven't heard it yet, and so I want to hear your responses to this hot take. And it's this audio messages should never be sent. Ooh. Oh, no. There, there, if, if you are tempted to hold down the recording and send an audio message, I want to give you advice and tell you to oh, just no. don't do it. Like, do not send it, text it. Okay. If it's that long, give them a call or something. But I, if you send me an audio message, I will not listen to it. Okay. I use audio messages on a daily basis. <laughs> on a daily basis. I I almost sent one this morning. <laughs> I was just about to be on my way to work and I was like, I can pause and sit through wording this, or I can take 30 seconds to just talk it out on my audio and send it. And for me, it's just easier. It's clear you get tone of voice and it's like I don't need to like interrupt your day and call you. You can right. listen to this later. It's not an emergency. But I think it gives a clear message if I send you a voicemail. Hey. I don't know, Campbell. What do you, I, I told you before, I didn't tell you what my hot right. take was, but I was like, I'm afraid that you, that that high schoolers may not even do this. Like, do you even send audio messages? Um, I mean, typically if I am like going to tell a story to a friend or something, I'll normally just send a video on Snapchat, which I don't know if that's like the same thing, but it's like more of like the younger. But I think that's better. Version. I think that's yeah. better. Yeah. But how is it better? <laughs> because I audio messages are just, they are the, they're the worst. Do you think we shouldn't leave voicemails? I think your voicemail should just be like, hey, got something to tell you. Call me back. 
If you do send, I, no, I don't think you should send voicemail. I, I, unless it's been like a, a professional situation, I don't think I've ever left a voicemail. I've always yeah. called and then just texted and been like, Hey, was just trying to, just trying to chat. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, no, I, no, 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 no. Audio messages are the worst. And I, I don't, I don't the know the last if, time I, I sent a voicemail. That's like, would you say guys then like on Snapchat would send a video like a girl would. It oh, might no, be more of a they girl don't. thing. They don't. I I've like, talked to people about that. I'm really like, no. a lot more chatty when I want to tell my right. friends something. I, yes. <laughs> and I'm not a very good storyteller, so texting it out could help. But, I mean, might as well just try to get all my words out. Yeah. In, I'm just you know, like, a video oh, or, or if I'm like, maybe I'm declining an invite. But don't you... I want to like, I want them to hear yes. the tone of voice, the right. why, and all of that. And it's like, you may not have time for a call, but I'm going to shoot you this voicemail and be like, Hey, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Campbell, I need you on my side for this, though. No. Don't, I mean, don't I, you think audio messages are different than Snapchat videos? I think a little bit. I mean, I don't remember the last time I sent an audio message, yeah. but I do understand both sides. Like, I, I can understand because, like, if you want to get just, like, all the details out and it's, like, your raw reaction, yeah, you know, you're just talking about it, it makes it easier to talk about. But if, you know... I don't know. If people don't want to waste their time listening, then they can get a little lengthy. I will say that. They can oh, get lengthy. I would lengthy, say that yeah. there is a link. Don't, right. yeah. don't pass the, I think the cutoff is four minutes. Four, four minutes? Oh, oh my I God. was thinking like a minute and a half. <laughs> yeah, I was like, thinking 45 if seconds. If it's like a story, I've got okay. about four minutes. That's fair. Four, if you listen, four minutes. But I'm like, okay, if it just is like oh. you're trying to pass some information along and you want to do voicemail over text. 45 seconds. If okay. it's four minutes, I mean, if it's four minutes, <laughs> then come to my well, house. I'm so passionate. Come about to my house and sit down with me and tell me this. Because, <laughs> I mean, that is so, so long. But, okay. Anyways. That was a hot take. Anyways. That, yeah, that's our hot take. We, we've spent more than four minutes probably talking about that hot take. Um, but so today, um, man, I would say, you know, Hannah, probably the reason you are tempted to... <laughs> To send these audio messages because you are clicky. Oh, <laughs> clicky. No, you're not clicky. But we are we are going to be talking about clicks today. And uh, man, I think I think as as we think about that, that was a topic that at the start of this season we were just thinking, what topics do we want to cover this season? And clickiness was one of them. We think that that's something that is impactful for not just high schoolers, but really everyone, it doesn't necessarily, I think a lot of us believe that clicks will go away when you get to college or get to growing up. And to some extent that's true, but I think, uh, I, I think, man, it, and, and in other ways it gets harder. I think that sometimes people just get more ingrained and clicky as they get older and their friend groups just get more and more, uh, how would you put it more and more ingrained with each other? Your yeah. friends is your, your friendships grow and last longer than ever. And so anyways, let's just start with the definition of clickiness. Cause, um, I think that's an important place to start. And this is how Webster dictionary defines a, a click. It says a small group of people who spend time together and who are not friendly to other people. And so I think that second phrase is it's not just a group of people that you spend time with. It's not just a close friend group, but it is someone that it, it is a friend group that is characterized as not being welcoming, not being friendly to new people or other people. And so that's a click. And Campbell, um, let, let me ask you one more question, because I know you have some questions for us, too. But I want to ask you one question is, 
how how prevalent how common are cliques in high school like would you say that high school is characterized by what clique you're in um yeah i would definitely say that like people know what groups you're kind of involved in and the people that you're friends with um yeah i will say though i mean cliques have kind of um yeah i'd say they've kind of grown Mm-hmm. since i mean you see it like elementary school everyone's kind of friends and then as you grow up you know people start mm-hmm. to find their friend group and and that starts to carry on and people make new friends but there's also some some people who may not have a group um mm-hmm. which is hard and so just seeing that in high school of like where that plays out but also uh just knowing you know how we can yeah. love on others in that so yeah and we'll talk more later about the difference between I think I think you have some really good answers to that about just the difference between close friends and cliques because there is a fine line to being like, man, these are just really my best friends and I love right. them versus a clique. And so you'll answer that first. But I know that you had some questions for us too, and we'll kind of go back and forth with you asking questions to us and us asking questions to you. But what is uh, uh what's your first question that you would have for Hannah and I? Yeah. So um, I know in that definition that you had shared, there you know was a more of a negative connotation mm-hmm. to that a definition of cliques. Um, and so with that, like, would you say that it's wrong to have cliques within society or high school or anything like that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, with the negative connotation, if that's the definition of it, I would say to be unfriendly, unkind, or unloving to others is wrong and sinful. I don't see anywhere in the Bible where the Lord is okay with that. Um, in Romans 12, He tells us to let our love be genuine and us to abhor what is evil and to also outdo one another in showing honor. And so if we are being clicky out of an intentional desire to harm others, to exclude others, to be unkind to others, or an unintentional, unaware of just not being thoughtful of others, I would say then it is wrong to have a click because it is not um, valuing people the same way the Lord does. And that doesn't mean that everyone has to be your best friend, but there is a thoughtfulness and a consideration of others that should be there. So yes, it would be wrong to exclude and intentionally or unintentionally be harmful to other people. If, even if that's out of just like, Hey, I wasn't thoughtful. Or if it's like, no, I like don't like that person. I don't want them to be in our group. I would say then, yeah, having a click can be wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think clicks are, I, I think clicks are hurtful for two reasons. They're hurtful for others, and then they're hurtful for, for you. If you have a, if you have a friend group of like, let's say your click is ten people, right? And it's just been those ten friends for the last two years. Every everything you do is just with one of those friends, and and really no one else. Then I would say, man, that can be hurtful one to others. Is because again, there might be someone on the the outside who does not have a friend group and they they want to be friends they're lonely they're isolated and they they want to have friends and but they just cannot they they can't like get into your friend group just because you are a click you're not welcoming you're not inviting them you're not being interested in them and so it's hurtful it can be hurtful to others and then secondly i do think clicks are hurtful for those who are in the in the click because man i i think that Oftentimes, let's say I'm going through a difficult time or having to make a difficult decision. I find it most helpful when I have a a multitude of opinions where I can go 
to different people from different walks of life and ask them for their advice on this issue. And it is so helpful to have different perspectives. And when you're in a clique, you're in an echo chamber. You're just in this tribe of people who probably think like you, look like you, act like you, come from similar backgrounds as you. And so they they will oftentimes, cliques will oftentimes just agree with whatever you want to to believe already. And so, um, yeah, I think clicks can be dangerous for you, for others. Man, I think James 2.1 puts it perfectly where it says, my brothers and sisters, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, uh, you must not show favoritism. And so I think clicks are, that that's what clicks do. They show favoritism to others. Um, and so clicks, they, they are hurtful. They are dangerous. Now, here's the tricky part, Campbell, and this is where I want to ask you this question is I think there are a lot of people listening who are thinking like, man, I do have five really close friends that I spend most of my time with, but I don't feel like I'm clicky. And even as we're sharing, you might be thinking like, man, am I, am I clicky? Is this, what I, is my friend group group a click? And it might be, but it also might not be, you know, because there is this fine line between what makes a just a good friend group versus a click. And so, Campbell, what would you say is the difference between having a small group of trusted friends and a and a click? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that having a small group of friends um, is okay. It's great to have people in your life that um, you can call community. Especially, you know, there's something that's super intentional behind that, where. Um, If, you know, whether it's with accountability partners, you know, you need people to keep you in check or, you know, you're like, I haven't been doing, you know, great in reading the word and just things like that where we can rely on each other and bear each other's burdens and just things around that that God calls us to have. Um, I think that's great, you know, to have a small group of trusted friends. Um, But I think it can, it is great to an extent where it can, um, unless it gets to be clicky. Uh, where like we said before, clickiness is from, you know, a negative point of view, kind of like a negative side um, where you're purposefully excluding others. And so, um, like Hannah said, just like to purposefully, you know, make maybe it's purposefully actually or maybe not. Maybe you might not even realize that because um, sometimes we can just go about our our daily activities or, you know, hangouts and stuff and be like, well, you know, I'm not really clicky. We just have a tight knit Mm -hmm. group of people that I'm friends with. And I mean, that's great, but how are we, you know, how might we be excluding others or making people feel not wanted within our group? If we only have those people who, you know, we're spending all of our time with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I think even when we look at the example of Jesus, I think a lot of us could read the Gospels and be like, Jesus was, he was clicky. He had 12 friends that he did everything with. And isn't that clicky? And I think exactly what you said, Camel, is that we as Christians, we should have friends that we are uniquely close to. Mm-hmm. Like, I think every Christian should be surrounded by community who, who is just a part of our life and knows our life. But I think you're exactly right when you shared like, man, to the extent that you are still being welcoming. Mm-hmm. And I think when you look at Jesus is whenever there was that one, like I think of the woman at the well, like mm-hmm. he left the disciples to go love on the one who was not being loved and welcomed by anyone. And like, that's the opposite of clickiness, you know, like he dined with Pharisees. He dined with tax collectors. He like spent time. He left, he left his closest friends 
to spend time with those who had no friends. Right. And so, yes, he did have close friends that he loved and cherished, probably more than any, anyone. He's closer to more than anyone. But he he didn't let those friends stop him from loving strangers. And so, Campbell, I think this is one more question I we have for you is I think that I'm going to hype you up a little bit. And, and I, I told you this before the episode, like the reason that we had you on here is just because I feel like as far as high schoolers go, I don't. I feel like you are strong in this area where I just, what all are you involved in? You're in Shoreline, Young Life, Cheer, Best Buddies. buddies. Like, uh, do you serve here at Watermark too? I do. Kaleidoscope. Kaleidoscope. And so, man, I just, and I I know you're not perfect in this area, so I don't want to put you on a pedestal, but I just feel like you are not someone who strikes me as clicky. And I just want to ask you, like, what, is that an active choice you make or how how have you become someone who is not necessarily clicky? Yeah, um, I would say I feel like God's really put it on my heart, um, even just like recently, for sure, of just like having um, met a lot of people like within the things that I've been in, involved with um, and just like how I can like love on those people regardless of like what group I'm in. Um, or like what kind of close friends I have and just different areas where, um, you know, you can just meet new people. Um, but I feel like thinking of it in a, the perspective of others um, has just been really important for me of just thinking like, um, so I, I've grown up with a group of people since middle school. And for that, I'm super, super thankful for, um, you know, been great friends with them for, a, you know, the past five, six years. Um, and that's been the biggest blessing, um, one of them at least. But, um, and so we have to even think like, are we being clicky in some ways mm-hmm. where it's great to have th- these, you know, this group of friends um, and we're super thankful for it. But like, how can we, you know, invite others? How can we be more welcoming? How can um, we bring more people in? Like, whether it's with homecoming and people not having, you know, a group or um, someone, you know, not, you know, being alone on Saturday night and was, you know, like mm-hmm. coming out with us or something like that. Um, where if we think about it in the perspective of others of, you know, like we've been blessed with that community and I mean, it's been awesome. Um, but others might not have been, you know, mm-hmm. they, they might not have people around them, at least biblical community who are leading them, you know, down, um, a path, you know, together. Um, I'd say. And so, with that of like thinking others, others might long for this, you know, others might really be like, Oh, I wish, I wish I had people in my life who could, you know, be my best friends who could walk with me, um, you know, in my faith and, and what I believe. And so I just think in that, in that sense of like, yes, it's great to have friends, um, and to have people that you're close with who, you know, know you want to know you more want to help you more. Um, but also knowing how others might feel in that and how you can be more inclusive within that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you add anything to that, Anna, on just how to, I mean, how to not be clicky, I guess. Yeah. I think the only thing I would add is kind of um, asking and answering the question of why is it important to consider other people? Because if we have that correct in our mind, it will influence us and move us towards loving other people. So the why should we consider other people really is because the Lord says, seek first the kingdom of God 
Um, and his heart is for us to know and love him and know and love other people. He says, love me with my, your whole heart, soul, and mind and love your neighbor as yourself. So if we love the father, we're automatically going to start bearing fruit of that. And that is to love um, others. And the Lord created us for a great capacity for a relationship, first and foremost with him, but then also with others. And back in Eden, we see that broken down through sin. And that's why we typically get into the problem of... Um, having poor relationships, poor friendships, cliques, um, and just a lack of consideration of others. And so I'd say it's really important to understand um, the Lord's purpose for friendships um, and why the Lord created us, which is truly to know him and make him known and care for others to imitate Christ. Um, and all throughout scripture, you just see his attentiveness and care for other people. And so if that is what is on the forefront of your mind is like, what the Lord created for you for um, and how much he loves you, that's going to help you be more thoughtful of others and because it removes yourself as the idol of relationships. And I think that's where clicks become clicks is we're thinking of self and only of self um, and we're forgetting who we are in Christ and what he made us for. And so just keeping that in the forefront of our mind can be helpful in um, not becoming clicky and excluding people um, but also still balancing like, hey, I do need close relationships. Like it's important for me to be poured in too. And the Lord says, spur each other on towards love and good deeds. Um, and having those close friendships will help you. And I think another thing I want to add on to this too, is I think some people can fall um, into the opposite side of like, I won't have a click because I'm too fearful of what other people think. So I'm going to do all of these things, and, but then they miss out on the depth of relationship, which Will was kind of hitting on of like the importance of good and tight friendships. And I think that all boils down to our heart posture on why we're, we're pursuing relationships. Is it fully just for ourselves, um, or is it for the reasons the Lord created relationships and friendships? And is it with a heart posture to let, to know God and love others? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. Um, Campbell, I think I, I think you said you had one more one more question for us, and then we'll we'll close up. But, but yeah, take it away if you have one more. Yeah. Um. So I know that we kind of Hannah just talked about kind of like friendships and the depth of that. Um. But also to know biblical truth is super important, and to you know know that deeper. Um. So what what would you say that the Bible says about friendships? Yeah, do you want to take it away, Hannah, or answer first? Do you want to start? Yeah, I'm I'm happy to start. Okay. Um, man, this is this is what I would say is is when I think about the especially man. I think this podcast, I I want this podcast to really just narrow down on the difference between godly friendships and cliques, and mm -hmm. hopefully to allow you know anyone who listens to this podcast just to think about like the am am I being clicky? And and here's a away and this was an article that I read on that desiring God and I think this is the way that this article helped me think about it it's that Christians should be committed uh, committed but contagious which is like a weird weird way to say it but what I would say is that so I'm in a community group with four other people and I think anyone who is a believer who has a close group of friends that they would call community here is what I would say if a stranger if a stranger were to to walk into like your community, like to your close friend groups, like would number one, would they want to join? Would, would they see something happening here that they would be filled with awe and be thinking like, man, God is at 
is at work here amongst these people. So would they want to join? And number two, could they join? Like, could could they join what is happening like with your with your close community? Could they experience that for themselves? And the reason I go there is because I think of Acts two, which this is where the Jesus he just ascended into heaven, uh, so he's he's died, he's been buried, he's resurrected, he spent forty days on earth, and then he ascended into heaven. He told all the disciples like, go and make disciples, you know, across all nations. That was his commandment. And then in Acts chapter two. What we see happen in verse 47, it says, And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. How did he add to their number? Well, he added to their number just by because they were the the way the disciples were loving each other, by the way that like miracles were happening, by the way they gave to each other, by the way they cared for each other. And then strangers saw that and then they joined it, you know? And so I just, man, I don't know. Like if, if I were... If, if a stranger were to walk into your community group or our community group, like first, would they want to join? And number two, could they join? And if both of those are not true, if one or both of those are not true, then I might be like, man, maybe, maybe you're clicky, you know, like if, if they would want to join, but they, they can't even join, if they can't even get into your friend group, then I'd be like, man, like, I think, I think y'all maybe are being too clicky. And so what does the Bible say about friendships and, and clickiness is like, I mean, I think the Bible would tell you that you should have friends that you are very close to and very open and honest with, with friends, have a handful of friends that know you uniquely well and care for you well. However, I think the Bible would also say that Christians should never stop making new friends. Would you add anything, Hannah? And I completely agree with what you said. And even on the point of you should never stop making new friends, that doesn't mean that like everyone's going to get all of your time and have access to mm-hmm. that. But it truly is that heart posture of I'm welcoming. I am attentive to other people. And that flows from a contentment in Christ first to then you have the capacity to be able to serve others um, and be able to look out for their needs above your own. Um <clears throat> And the Bible says so much about the heart posture, and that's where our capacity for friendships will flow from. Um, I think of like for Samuel, where the Lord's like, hey, look at the heart, not the outward appearance, not the outward actions. Um, in Luke, it talks about out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so if our heart um, is close to God and seeking to know his word and living out of that, then naturally what will flow out of us is the fruit of the spirit, which is gentleness, kindness, love. Um, and that is where it will be. We will be welcoming to other people. That's when someone will walk into your community group and be like, okay, this is different. I want this. And because that is true of each person in the group, it'll be easy for y'all to welcome them in. Um, and so I love all that well said of how to model relationships based off of the Bible. Um, and I think just first and foremost, um, looking at our heart and evaluating that, and that could be like, oh, I am exclusive, or it could be like, I generally just haven't given thought um, to how my actions may affect other people are two things that I would say just think through um, and that I would leave everyone listening to this podcast with is like, have you thought about what your friendships look like and why you have them um, and thought about other people around you and if you have um, loved them well and welcomed them in? Yeah, that's so good. Campbell, do you have any last thoughts? Um. I mean, I I really liked what Hannah had said about just like um, making it 
different, I would say. Like something that's cool is that whenever we have people around us that, you know, we, we have that community, um, biblical community specifically, is that people can see that and just think like, wow, like that's, that's something that I want to be a part of. And so that's like us reflecting God and his love that we're able to show and that he calls us to show. And so I think that that's a really good point to be made of, of we want to look different in that sense. But whenever, you know, people notice that difference, we can be open to allowing others to experience that too. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Campbell, thanks for, thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks, thanks for, for joining me. us. Yeah, this yeah. was so fun. Uh, Hannah, stop sending audio messages. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll, we'll check up on how you're doing on that in the next episode. But guys, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks everyone for listening. If, uh, if you could go leave a review, go share this podcast with someone, um, someone who you think is clicking. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't, yeah, don't, don't share with them. But no, seriously, thank you for listening to this podcast and we will see you guys next week with another episode. Thank you.